Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'll be your host today. I'm so glad that you're joining in with me today. I'm about to start a series today that's probably going to take a little bit to do, but you know what? We're doing podcasts, and we've got plenty of time. <laughs> uh, we do try to keep it between seven and ten minutes, so it's going to be broken up a bit as we go through. But I want to share with you something I learned early on as a Christian, and uh it's the seven feasts of Israel, and I want to look into it and uh, see really what this, how these feasts really pertain to us now that we've entered into a new covenant with Jesus Christ. You know, since we're no longer under the old covenant, why should we even study the seven feasts of Israel? Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, St. Augustine made this statement. I actually first heard it from Dr. Kelly Barner. But uh, St. Augustine made this statement, the new covenant is in the old covenant concealed, and the old covenant is in the new covenant revealed. So there's a lot of treasures that are hid throughout the Word of God. Uh, And as we look back into those things as real students of the Word of God, what our job is is to really try to unearth those things and find those gems because they teach us so much and they really show us uh, what the intention of the Lord was, even in putting those things there. Proverbs 25 and 2 says this, and I'm reading out the Amplified Bible. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings is to search out a thing. So we need to be students of the Word of God. You know, it's great, and, uh, it, it's great to do uh, devotionals and different things, even like this podcast. You need to tune into these things because I believe... Uh, in our ministries, Empowering Life Ministries. And I believe when people really get on fire is when the Word of God starts coming alive in their hearts. You start connecting the dots of things and, and really Scripture, and, and things start making so much more sense to you when you really get the whole counsel of God. Uh, in Revelation, I said this, kings search out a matter. In Revelation 1, 4 through 6, in the Amplified Bible, it reads like this. John, to the seven assemblies, the churches that are in Asia, may grace God's unmerited favor be granted to you and spiritual peace, the peace of Christ's kingdom from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits, the sevenfold Holy Spirit before his throne. That's a quote from Isaiah 11 and 2. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, first to be brought back to life, and the prince, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who ever loves us, has once for all loosed and freed us from our sins by his own blood, and formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and power and majesty and dominion throughout the ages forever and ever. Amen. So be it. I want to read verse 6 again to you out of the King James Version. It says, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So if you're a born-again Christian, then you're a king and a priest unto God. And kings search out a matter. They get into the Word of God and they try to dig up the truth that's hidden there. 
And uh, I'm telling you, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. Uh, once you really start doing that, I, I really, uh, when I really first became a student of the Word, I really started studying the Word of God. It absolutely changed my life. Uh, like most Christians, when I got saved, I knew I needed to read the Bible, and and I would be all over the place, you know, trying to read different things. And and at that point, as a young Christian, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But when some revelation started coming to me, and I really started to really apply myself to the Word, I couldn't stay out of it. I mean, I, even in school, I didn't like to read or anything like that. But now, I'm like Johnny Five, give me more input. <laughs> input, input. I want to know more about the Lord. I want to see more about the Word of God because, you know, I have a relationship with the Lord and He he speaks to me just like He'll speak to you and He'll show you things through the written Word, the Logos Word. But reading that Logos Word, a rhema, living Word, will come from that Word into your heart and into your understanding and it will explode off the page and it will explode in your mind to where you just, uh, you're absolutely just turned on to the word and you want to stay in it more and more. So why are we studying these feasts? Because they're a picture of something. They pointed to something that was going to be manifested in the new covenant. And we still, in a spiritual sense, walk in these feasts. We just don't really realize it because we probably haven't been taught about it. In Psalm 89 and 15 in the Amplified Bible, it says this, Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound, who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feast. They walk, O Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance. These feasts... Are, they're symbolized by the feast, the spiritual blessings of the Lord. And, and that's the joyful sound. It's the sound of those feasts. It was a celebration in each one of them. Hebrews 10 and 1 says this, Amplified Bible. For since the law was merely a rude outline foreshadowing of the good things to come instead of fully expression, expressing those things, it can never, by offering the same sacrifices continually year after year, make the comer perfect, uh, those who approach its altars. And then if you look in uh, verse 11, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11 in Amplified, it says, Now these things befell them, and it's telling the story about their uh, wilderness wanderings. These things befell them by way of a figure as an example and warning to us. They were written to admonish and fit us for right action by good instruction. We in whose days the ages have reached their climax, their consummation and concluding period. And I want you to think about that statement right there because a lot of people are still looking into the future for the consummation of these things that were spoken of in the Old Covenant. But most everything that's spoken about in there is not in our future it's in our past. And it happened when Jesus came on the scene and ushered in the new covenant that all these scriptures were talking about in the coming of the Lord. Uh, in Matthew 5, verses 17 and 18, think about this. It says, Do not think that I'm come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets. I've, I have come not to do away with or undo, but to complete and fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until the sky and earth pass away and perish, not one smallest letter 
nor one little hook identifying certain Hebrew letters will pass from the law until all things it foreshadows are accomplished. And you know what? Those things were fulfilled in AD 70 when the temple was destroyed. If you read the works of Josephus, you'll say, it says in the King James, heaven and earth will not pass away until these things are fulfilled. Heaven and earth was the temple that they worshiped in. And that's what was destroyed by the Roman army when they came in. So Jesus fulfilled every part of the law because all of it was foreshadowing what he was going to do. In other words, the lamb they offered in the old covenant is a picture of Jesus Christ and the work that he was going to bring to completion. In Romans 15 and 4, in the Amplified, it says, Whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction, that by our steadfast and patient endurance and the encouragement drawn from the Scriptures, we might hold fast to and cherish hope. So, you know, to me, that what that really says to me is I can trust the Word of God. I can trust the Word that's been revealed in my heart that my relationship with the Lord is firm. It's established. And I'm telling you right now, I can get into the Word of God and I get, you know, you get in the Word. I'm, I'm telling you, you'll get in a shouting moment when you start seeing these truths manifest. It's all the time I've got for today. The next podcast, we'll look further into the seven feasts of the Lord. God bless you.